Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am so, so grateful from the bottom of my heart that you have joined me in this space to talk about all things about life, spirituality, growth, resilience, psychology, understanding ourselves, and most importantly, the art of self-development and self-healing. I am turning on this podcast today with no idea what the title of this episode is going to be or even what it's going to be about. I am hitting record because I have a lot on my mind and I have a lot of feelings and I'm in a space where journaling isn't really something that's productive for me. It doesn't really offer me what I what it used to. And since words have so much power to put something down in ink that is negative or not completely in alignment with my truth, I just don't see the value in that. I can almost see how sometimes writing the same thing over and over again If it's negative, it could actually imprint that further into your subconscious mind. And so I'm feeling a lot of things. I'm in an empty space. And I had a lot of ideas pop into my head. And I just did not feel like writing them down. And I'm a writer, so that's strange for me. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to hop on here and I'm going to talk to you guys about this. Because yes, I want every single episode to be something tactical and tangible that you can take away and run with and actually make changes. And I don't have anything like that planned. I'm hoping that something like that will arise through this conversation. But really, I just want to talk about what I've been going through because it's something that I feel is universal. I believe that all human souls will go through this experience multiple times throughout our existence. And it is the shedding of old layers of ourselves, and it is the acknowledgement of parts of ourselves that no longer align and that are actually preventing us from growing and aligning with our higher selves. But the act of letting go of those layers and shedding that is so uncomfortable and so scary because they've become our safety blankets or they've just become so normal and habitual and automatic that To remove them feels like we're naked, like we don't have any armor on in the world, or that we're not really who we thought we were. And I believe that through this process of growth and evolution as human beings, as souls incarnated on this planet, that is part of our purpose here, and that is to not attach to any one identity or one figment of ourselves or life, to not allow boxes or labels to cage us and keep us small. And it's so much easier said than done, and it makes so much sense when you just say it, but then to actually live this experience and go through this process of metamorphosis, 
it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And I'm not going to lie. I am being offered a beautiful opportunity to do, to do just that, to, you know, go into my little cocoon and shed my layers and, you know, metamorphosize as a beautiful butterfly I'm meant to be. So this opportunity is wonderful and I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity. But this opportunity is also really painful and uncomfortable and triggering and I've been crying and, you know, getting really anxious and feeling, you know, a lot of self-doubt and worry and confusion and a lack of clarity. And I think that that's normal. So I want to normalize that experience if, you know, you've had that or you're also going through this. But also, I also want to share that it's not the way it has to be. And I'm learning that myself right now. Everything that I am sharing here today is raw and real. And it's 100% me in this present moment, not, you know, future me looking back on this season of my life and saying, oh, here are the five tips that help me get through it. No, I'm here hypothesizing with you what will help me get through this. And hopefully through this raw sharing of vulnerability, I will learn and I will gain that clarity as source itself speaks through me because I do feel that I'm a vessel when I hit record. I ask consciousness to send down the most pure and divine and loving messages that need to be heard around a topic and allow my body to just be the vehicle and the vessel in which it is spoken through. But yeah, so I'm hoping that through speaking and opening this channel, that we will learn together and that we will heal together and that we will realign together because that is what I believe the purpose of life is. And so thank you for <laughs> joining me in this beautiful journey of life. I'm so, so grateful that you're here. You truly mean the world to me. Otherwise, it's just me speaking to a bunch of electronics and, you know, that's not as fun. So <laughs> I'm going to be really candid about what I'm going through and then we can talk about it. So I had a really interesting experience with academia. I learned that my self-worth, or I shouldn't say learned, through the learning process of conditioning, it was imprinted into my subconscious and into every cell and system in my body that my worth was tied to the number, to my grades, to my GPA. And to dive into that a little bit, I won't get too, too into it, but I switched around a lot. I Felt like every single year of my academic journey from kindergarten till now, there's been a quote-unquote social threat or bully for me to face, and I am understanding why those cycles are coming up and why my soul has attracted those experiences, but that is for a completely other episode, which I may actually make soon because it's pretty cool. So I switched to a different middle school when I was 10. And in that space, you know, as the new girl, you want to be liked, you want to feel included, not from a vanity perspective, but just from the fact that we are social beings and we are meant to unite in that way and feel like we are part of a community. And so I was analyzing, and this is all subconscious. I did not know I was doing any of this consciously. Just looking back, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what was happening. So I was analyzing the dynamic, the social dynamic. And you can see the certain peer groups, like the popular, the smart people to this. But what was really unique about my middle school, one, it was very tiny, but also it was very different from the public school I came in in that regardless of what peer group you were in, regardless of what social circle you ran in, grades are really important. Everyone got recognition and validation and praise and attention from receiving high marks from their peers, from their teachers, from honestly everything that I could see. It was really valued. 
And so, you know, I didn't know what social circle I fell in, but looking at the common denominator of, you know, getting attention and fitting in, I thought, well, I can try, right? I mean, I can try to to get the good grades. And in my school, there was an A, and then the thing higher than an A was an E. I don't know. I don't know why, but it was an E that was the highest. It was like perfect score. 100% is an E. And I was like, I'm getting an E <laughs> in as many things as possible. And, you know, fortunately enough for me, through my genetics, through my brain, through, you know, the way I was raised, maybe, it happened to come really naturally to me. And I know that may not come naturally to everyone, so you may not relate to this specifically, but I think we can all relate to conditioning patterns in general. So if you can, you know, run your parallel story along with mine, it may not be academics or grades, but I'm sure you can swap grades for whatever you've experienced in your own life. So it came really easy to me and I was able to perform extremely well. And that's kind of how I started to get my friends. That's how I got a lot of my recognition. And moving on to high school, it only got worse because I was there in my high school on a scholarship. And so I would have felt really guilty if I lost it. And also there was this list in the hallway that had like it ranked everyone who had a GPA higher than 100. And the only way you were able to get a GPA higher than 100 was because certain classes like honors and AP classes were weighted extra. So like a 1.3 or a 1.5 or 1.7 or something like that. And so I did not expect to be on this list. I didn't expect to be in the higher than 100 category. Yet freshman year, it comes out and a bunch of my friends came squealing to my lunch table to tell me about it. And that just further imprinted that into my subconscious. Like, look at this praise. Look at, the, look at the attention you're getting because of what you can produce and what your brain can accomplish and how hard you can work. And so all throughout high school, I tired myself out. I burnt myself out trying to be the best academic possible, trying to get the highest grades possible. I ended up developing an eating disorder in high school, and it was tied to that. Everything was just about performance and output and and I wasn't a person. My value wasn't within me. It was within what I could do and and how people thought about it and people's perceptions of me. And it was a really toxic environment to be in. But also, I don't want to feel like I'm playing the victim in any way. This is an experience that I fully had a part of, an experience that my soul attracted for many lessons, an experience that I'm currently in the process of shedding. And through this, I'm learning so many things about life and myself. So I'm I'm grateful for every obstacle, because I know it's an opportunity. I don't want you guys to think that I'm playing victim or I'm saying poor me. I know that this is extremely privileged of me to even say. Trust me, it almost sounds silly talking about it. But this is just my experience. And this is the the lesson that I'm moving through. And I think that it can have a lot of value to share in case anyone is experiencing something similar. So please take this with a grain of salt. I know my experience is, you know, not as bad as it could have been. Trust me. This is just my raw account. And so, yeah. But then I ended up getting into my dream college, NYU. What a great place. Pandemic hit. Not not a great place anymore. I learned a lot of things about myself. I found ITA. I completely changed my life. I further went through my spiritual awakening, something that started in high school, but really, really continued through the pandemic. Like I know a lot of people also experience that. And now, present day, I am at the end of my academia career. 
and I put a lot on my plate this semester. It's my last semester. I'm graduating college in three years rather than four, and I'm also taking Cornell classes along with my Stony Brook classes. So I'm in 21 credits at Stony Brook and a certification class at Cornell, and it's a lot. It's a lot, and these classes are really demanding. It's the most statistical, analytical, writing-heavy courses I could take. And I decided I wanted to just cram as much in so I could be done faster. And I'm not sure if, you know, there was value in taking another semester or not. Here we are. But I'm at this point now where I cannot produce the same without completely burning out and wasting the next few months of my life being in a sleep-deprived, <laughs> caffeine-addicted state. At NYU, I cared a lot about my grades still, but... You know, I took a gap year after NYU and I did a lot of self-development work and healing. And when I went to Stony Brook for my last two years, I really, really thought I let that go because I adopted such a beautiful balance between my own mental health, between school, between my family and my friends and socializing and between my work and this podcast and, you know, creating my business and writing and all of these beautiful facets of my life that I adore and really want to pour my energy into. I've created such an amazing balance and I feel so confident and strong in that and I, I'm not discrediting that. However, I was also able to maintain my 4.0 GPA throughout this balance. This is a semester with so much on my plate. Like I've never experienced this much pressure and just this much work every day. If I don't work for one day, I'm behind. And it's a lot and I know I can do it, but that would be at the expense and the detriment to all of those other things that I told you about that I found balance with. I'd have to take that energy away from places that I really feel fueled and validated from pouring my energy into, like socializing, like meditating, like spending an hour in nature without my phone a day. Those are all things that I have the opportunity to do. What I'm trying to say is I see an impasse here. And I see this phase where I have to let go of that part of me that still feels like my worth is tied to that number. I thought I let it go, but since I was maintaining a quote-unquote perfect score, I didn't realize that it was still there under the surface. It just wasn't being triggered as enough, but it was still very much present. No, I no longer studied for tests, you know, a week before every single day, but I made sure I studied enough to get an A. And now I'm at a point where I know that I need to scale back the amount of time that I can do my work and the quality of work I am producing at school so that I don't burn myself out and so that I can maintain a balanced lifestyle. And that's really freaking scary <laughs> because there's a part of me that's tied to that number and I have to let that go now. I know in my core and in my being that I am being axed, I am being challenged here to do something that cognitively and maybe even socially seems irresponsible. Like, oh, you're going to intentionally put less effort into your grades. It's your last semester of college. You've made it this far to only come this far, blah, blah, blah. All of those voices are in my head saying, oh, you can power through just a few more months. And I could do that and I could maintain my 4.0, but my higher self keeps telling me that the lesson is in not. The lesson is in not getting good grades. The lesson is in getting B's. The lesson is in losing my perfect score. And the lesson is within how I handle that. 
and how I will realize the world is still standing. Everything in my life is still 100% fine. Nothing will change except my own inner strength and my own perception of my worth. And that's worth it. And so I'm at a space now where I have to shut down my laptop at a certain time or put things on hold to have a conversation with my sister. And I'm not going to lie, these things are giving me anxiety because I'm like, oh, I could be working more or I could be putting more effort into this or, oh my God, what if I lose my GPA? And, and I know that that doesn't matter. Yet there's still these subconscious limiting beliefs within me telling me that it does. And I'm at a point now where I really need to shut them up. You know, I was able to do both for a long time, but the lesson isn't in perfection, right? The lesson is in the grunt work of the soul. It's in really looking at our shadow selves and embracing it and saying, I see you and I love you and it's okay that you're here, but you can't stay here forever. And so in order to find yourself back in the light, you need to do these things. And these things are scary and they go against everything that you know, your subconscious mind is telling you, but this is the way to enlightenment. This is the path to transcendence. This is the path to alignment with your higher self. And so in spirit of that, I had an online quiz today and I intentionally got one wrong. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Doesn't seem like anything crazy probably to you, but to me, that was a big deal. It was an act of proving to my subconscious mind that it's wrong And that my worth is not in any way depicted by numbers, by grades, by people's perception of me, by how much I can produce, by how well I can fit into the mold of academia. Losing that 4.0 is actually the thing that is going to better my soul. And it's actually the thing that's going to help me become a better mental health counselor, a better friend, a better advice giver, a better podcaster, a better human being on this planet. And, you know, I can also reframe and zoom all the way out and be like, how lucky you are to even worry about this. This is not a dire threat. You are not, you know, unsafe or unwell. You have your health. You have your family. You have your bed. You have all of these privileges. And then zooming out and really focusing on the gratitude. Like, I'm so grateful that I have a roof over my head. Like, how inconvenient would it be if I did not have a roof? All of the things I could be grateful for. And honestly, what I'm thinking about right now is if I were if I were to make a gratitude list and write every single thing that I'm grateful for, I swear to you, I don't think in the top a thousand, in the top ten thousand things I could be grateful for, that I would write down my grades. I might write down my education and my academic experiences, but getting good grades is not something I'm grateful for. You know, resilience, determination prioritizing, discipline, all of those qualities are things that I'm grateful that I have. And those things have led me to getting good grades, but I'm not grateful for a number. Actually, this is a reflection point for you. If you were to write down everything you're grateful for, at what point in the list would you even think about the thing that you're worrying about or the thing that you feel like you must obtain due to your subconscious limiting beliefs? Or the thing that you know right now you need to shed in order to step into alignment with your higher self. It's probably not going to be on that list because the whole point is that it needs to be shed. But the lesson, the lesson that you learn through this shedding, that will probably make the list. I'm not really sure what else to share about this topic. I feel really good talking it out with you. 
and, you know, sharing all of the reasonings and all of the sneaky little ways my subconscious mind has kept me safely stuck in a bubble of my own making. And honestly, I'm sweating a little bit (laughs) even just talking about it because it is so raw and so vulnerable and so close to my heart, even though it may sound silly to you. And so I want to say thank you for being here and listening. And also a few tips, I guess, so that you could take away from this is if you are in a period of your life where you feel like you're being asked to do something challenging or triggering or uncomfortable in the name of self-development and self-growth, the first thing I want to say is you are not alone. We all go through this. We are all going through this at different rates, at different speeds, at different times in our life. But this is something every single soul on this planet will be asked to do. So you are not alone. You are not the first person to feel this way. And I'm sure that if you spoke about it, if you spoke out about it, you would find yourself a beautiful support system. And people, having a strong support system is one of the best things you can do when you're going through a challenging time. Because when you're in your mind, your mind can tell you a lot of things that are false. And it's it's kind of hard to differentiate that sometimes. But when you talk it out with someone you love, someone you feel comfortable with, they're able to point those things out to you. And they're able to, you know, reflect to you how you are seen in their eyes and how different it can be to your subconscious mind. I was talking to my boyfriend about this and he was like, Danielle, I'm kind of baffled because I see you as this and this and this and I see you as so amazing. And not once did I ever think that that was tied to a number or to your output. And he goes, I just have... I had no idea that you felt this way. And since that conversation, every time I'm stressed, I reach out to him and he offers me support in words, in hugs, in little emojis on my phone when I'm freaking out about walking into an exam or submitting a paper. And it helps. And so the first tip I have really is to talk about it. Because once you talk it out, it it's not so scary. Like right now, I... I almost feel a little silly freaking out about this because I'm like, well, I just went through this whole process and it's actually not not that bad what I'm going through. It's it's really not a big deal and I'm going to be fine and what am I even worried about? And so I feel a thousand times better just talking it out. And so talk it out with someone. Journal it out. I would recommend talking to someone because they can help kind of be like that angel voice to that devil voice of your subconscious. Not that your subconscious is a devil. But just with an analogy of the whole angel and devil on your shoulder picture. Find those angels to drown out the voice of that devil. A second tip is to connect with your inner child. Look at photos of yourself when you were a kid. I did this last night and I sobbed. Like, actually full body sobbing. It was ugly. There was snot. It was not a pretty picture, but it was so energetically cleansing. I looked at a bunch of pictures of myself when I was young, and I looked at her so wild and so free. I was a really big tomboy. My favorite pastime was digging up worms in my backyard to feed to birds, so I don't know what that says about me, but I also like to collect rocks. So yeah, I was a wild nature child, um, and looking at those photos of me covered in dirt, or playing with chalk, or running around with my puppy, I looked at her and the only thing that could come to mind was... I'm so sorry that I made you believe that you weren't worthy exactly as you are. I'm so sorry I made you stay in your room over the weekends, working really hard and 
and beating yourself up that you didn't understand physics. Like, not a lot of people understand physics. It's okay if you don't understand. I'm so sorry that I made you miss out on things and that I made you starve your body and that I made you pull all-nighters and skip things that you really wanted to go to in the name of perfection because you already are more than enough. Your worth is innate and divine and nothing could take that away. And I'm so sorry I made you believe the opposite. And I'm getting teary-eyed right now just thinking about it. Because if you could go back in time and go to your younger self as a kid, as a wild kid, and give them a hug, how healing would that be? How transformational would that experience be to see that kid that's you and see them with that sparkle in their eye and the big heart and endless ideas and creativity and wonder and connection to source when our kids are so connected to the universe. Oh my gosh. To see that and say, that is who I am. That is who I am. And to find yourself again through connecting with yourself as a child, through connecting with your inner child and healing your inner child. You are realigning yourself with source and abundance and your higher self and creativity and spark and adventure. And so that's tip number two. And then tip number three is to challenge yourself and expose yourself to the thing that is scary and triggering and uncomfortable, but you know you have to do anyway for the sake of your own healing. In little bursts, nothing too crazy while you'll get overwhelmed or God forbid have a panic attack. You know, be gentle with yourself, but in little ways, try to find a hierarchy scale of little ways you can trigger yourself or to get into that uncomfortable space of growth and do it as often as you feel like you can until it gets easier and easier and you can climb that ladder and move up that hierarchy scale until you eventually conquer it and master it. And since this work is extremely raw and challenging and so important, I want to leave you with just those three tips. I don't want to cloud this with anything more than's necessary. And the last thing I want to say is, I am so proud of you that you are doing the work, the soul work, to align with your higher self and shed past limiting versions of yourself and to shed the things that don't actually fuel you. It's not easy. And the fact that you're putting in this work to better yourself and to self-develop and self-heal, you truly are a warrior. And you are doing the inner work that is going to heal the entire world. Your healing has a ripple effect. So by you healing yourself, you help to heal every single soul you meet and every single soul in the collective because we are all connected. And there is a massive ripple that does happen, trust me. And so thank you for showing up for yourself, for the world, for growth. I'm proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. And I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through this mic to you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or your evening. And I will talk to you next week. Bye!